predictions over unders and we're talking contenders and pretenders when it comes to the Big Ten and not just the West but the Big Ten in general. You're not going to want to miss this because we got some fakers out there and it's time to talk about it. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube where we are building this thing up from the ground up and be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts. This is the show where we always continue to row no matter how it's going good or bad taking our lumps or on the the highs of victory this is a show where we always continue to row now today we're going to talk about some contenders and pretenders in the entire conference as well as some over-unders and predictions this episode is brought to you by bet online where the game starts they're bringing you more lines more props and more odds than ever before now typically we do these with our co-host who comes with us once a week, Tristan Spanford. But unfortunately, scheduling didn't work out this week. We had to postpone it to next week. So we're still going to get his thoughts on contenders and pretenders next week. But I at least wanted to give you some quick thoughts on it today. So that's what we're going to start off with. Contenders and pretenders. Now, obviously, you have the... You have the teams that everyone has had on their list for contenders since the offseason in Ohio State, in Michigan, and I even threw Michigan State on there because so far they've been showing it. Now, could that change? Could that change? Absolutely. We haven't gotten into any big games from them quite yet, but next week will be the week. Next week, we will find out not only if the Gophers are here and ready to compete and contend but if Michigan State is, that's going to be a huge game for both programs. I've got both programs on the contenders list as of right now. And even though one will lose next week, that doesn't automatically make them not a contender. It all depends on how you are presenting yourself, how you show up in that game, how you hang around. I mean, think to the Penn State and Purdue game. That game looked good for both teams. Now, Purdue kind of gave it away there at the end, and Penn State kind of got lucky to be still in the game with some of the mistakes they were making, but both showed that they are quality programs that could be in the competition of this thing we call the Big Ten. So who I've got in my contenders list, I've actually got seven teams in there right now. Seven teams, and that will likely shake out more as we go. I, I imagine you'll have maybe five teams by the middle of the season that you truly call your contenders. But right now, we've got seven. We've got Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Penn State, and Purdue. I lied. I have eight. Eight teams, because I'm not ready to take Wisconsin out of it yet. Now, some people might because they lost to Washington State. And you know what? In my predictions that I did before the season where I dropped where I thought all the teams would finish, I had Wisconsin at 
I believe, eight and four. Eight and four, and I had them losing that Washington State game. I, I thought that Cam Ward would come in there and help that Washington State team. I thought that the OC that was coming through, he knows how to put up points, so I thought they would win that game in a close one, and they did. Now, it wasn't a high-scoring game putting up a ton of points, but I did have not an inkling. or I just had a hunch that that game would be competitive and was a game that was losable, but that doesn't make Wisconsin not a contender. I still believe their defense is right there with some of the best to be able to keep them in games. Graham Mertz looks like he's playing a little bit cleaner. He looks like he's making a little bit better decisions. Now, the head coach and the play calling hasn't been on point, but things shift and things change throughout the season. They're playing New Mexico State this week, which we know they will likely throttle, which means they'll be back on uh, on the winning side of things once again. I do think that they are going to be right there in the thick of it. Purdue showed that they can be for real. They're a team that I had marked Minnesota down for on one of the three losses I put for the season. Now, don't go crazy. I do think we can win more than nine games. I do think we can be better than nine and three. It was just the preseason prediction I put out there. And again, thoughts adjust as we go. Now, Purdue is still a team that I think can give us problems. And I think it's a team to really keep an eye out on. So I got them in the contender still. Now, this, this is a team that I could easily see myself taking out of that, but it really depends on how we continue to move forward. They look legit right now. So Purdue, Minnesota, and Wisconsin are the three teams in the West that I see as contenders. I have four teams in the East with Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. But I don't know if Michigan State and or Penn State can really keep up with the top end of Ohio State and Michigan. So we'll see over these next three three weeks will really be telling when it comes to Michigan State and Penn State. And it's something to keep an eye on, but I can't take them out of that category quite yet. Now let's talk about pretenders. Well, actually, before we get to pretenders, we're going to, I just put LOL in my notes. LOL, because you know what? I'm not even considering them when it comes to being competitive and that is Nebraska of course who has now already fired their head coach in Scott Frost and I've got Northwestern there Northwestern coughing up a game to Duke uh, having to come back the entire game losing a fumble on the one yard line to try to take the lead like and struggling with this Nebraska team that clearly doesn't have its stuff together I just, I can't buy in. I don't think that the talent is there to be a true contender. Can they win a couple games that people don't see coming? Absolutely. Absolutely. Both of those teams can probably pull a couple games that people don't see coming, but I'm a lot lower on both of those teams as we continue on. Now that comes to the pretenders. Now, top of that list, I've got the Iowa Hawkeyes. The Iowa Hawkeyes, let me say, their defense and their special teams, legit, legit. They're good. I'm not even going to pretend like they don't have something special going there. But their offense is so poor, is so porous, is so awful that I can't I can't put them anywhere near a true contender in the conference. I mean, yes, they can get some wins. Yes, they're two or they're one and one right now. Probably will be two and one by the end of this week. But they're continuing to 
stick with uh, Kirk Ferentz's son at offensive coordinator, who clearly is not competent enough for the job. They're sticking with Petrus as their quarterback, who clearly can't get the job done. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's that's having like 10 yards at halftime as a passer. We're talking about a guy that is struggling against an FCS team and then a team that just really hasn't fully shown itself yet in Iowa State. We're talking about a total of 10, no, yes, 10 points scored that aren't safeties on the entire season. In two games so far, there's only been 10 points scored from an offense that you're trying to tell me is a contender? Absolutely not. I can't get with it. I'm sorry for the defense and the special teams that have what it takes to be a contender on this team, but that offense is so porous that you won't be there. You won't be there when it comes to the end of this thing. Could they beat the Gophers? They could catch us on a bad day, but I truly don't think that they are on the same level as Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Purdue this season. So I've got them in the pretenders. Another pretender I have is Illinois. Now, Illinois is different. Illinois has shown flashes that look legit, that look real. Their defense has been the thing that has surprised me most. Now, they have Chase Brown, who also has been tearing teams apart on the ground. But I don't know if their quarterback in DeVito and the wide receivers out there can keep this team in games where other teams can throw the ball around. The defense looks good, especially on creating quarterback pressure, but for teams that can pick that up, I just I don't know if they can hang around. And we saw that in the IU game. IU came out there, could get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, could let their quarterback throw it around, could let their quarterback drop it into the screen passes to their running back often if too much pressure was coming in, and then they could hang in there defensively. So if another team can match their defense or play better than their defense, I don't see them hanging with teams that have more competent offenses. So when they hit Minnesota, could it be a really good game? Yes, but I don't know if they can pull it out. When they hit Wisconsin, could it be a really good game? Yes, they're deep, but Wisconsin's defense is going to be just as capable and their offense might have a step or two more on top of Illinois. So I don't see them hanging around. I think Purdue can outgun them through the air. I just can't put Illinois in a true contender. Now, if they come out and they win this week, they win versus Minnesota, they win another Big Ten game, then yes, obviously I'll have to readjust. But as of it stands right now, I can't do it. IU and Rutgers are other teams that I am on the same wavelength as Illinois. So far, they've shown little flashes. Now, Rutgers has been against teams that aren't so great. Boston College, yes, you pulled out the win in a very tight one, but I don't think Boston College is the caliber of any of those teams in our contending category. So I can't get there with Rutgers, especially when they don't know what they're doing at quarterback right now. Um, And then, yeah, IU, their defense looks nice, but I think they're still figuring out some things on offense, especially... Uh, Their quarterback's decision-making is very up and down. So we'll see what happens with them. They're teams to keep an eye on for sure, but I just can't get there. Now, the team that I struggled with the most in this was Maryland. Maryland right now, I have in pretenders, but 
I really should have a category called TBD because Maryland could be right there. Their offense has been clicking. Of course, they've got five starters returning on the offensive line that have been protecting their quarterback. Their quarterback in Tungavailoa has looked rock solid. Their running game is all right, and their defense has played better than expected. So Maryland is a sneaky team to keep your eye on. I really should have a TBD, like I said, and they would be right there, maybe along with Illinois. But that's it. That's our contenders and pretenders right now. We'll be interested to see what Tristan has to say on what he's thinking, and he'll have another week of games to really consider, and we'll talk to him next week on that. But let's talk to the over-unders for this week's game and get to some predictions. First, we're going to talk about our friends over at BetOnline who are sponsoring the episode today. BetOnline is where the game starts, and this is where we go when it comes to giving you over-unders, when it comes to total score, when it comes to uh, season-long wins and losses. We're going to BetOnline to get those numbers because they have the latest and greatest. I'm sure once the basketball numbers are released for college basketball, we'll bring those to you as well, and we'll talk about it. And it'll be interesting with this basketball team that is going to be younger with the injuries that are at hand, that is going to be trusting a lot of true freshmen, which we haven't seen in quite some time. We've always had older guys that have kind of led the charge and developed our younger guys. Well, our younger guys are going to have to do some hardcore on-the-fly learning this season behind Jamison Battle, behind Dawson Garcia, who has been cleared, and behind Talon Cooper, who is transferring in. Those three will lead the charge. Torres Samuels will also be in there. Those four will be the, the leaders, the veterans of the team. But then you got a lot of young guys behind them. So when those numbers come out, we'll be sure to have them. But bet online is where you go for all your over-unders, for all your props, for all your lines, for all your odds. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and making us your first listen when it comes to gopher sports daily. I am continuing to get this thing going and grinding Monday through Friday for you. Now we have a feature with predictions each and every week with Tristan that we'll continue to do. And we're also going to start hopping on with other analysts to talk about their teams as we go to this Big Ten schedule. Next week, we'll be talking with the host of Locked On Spartans, Matt Sheehan, who will be doing a crossover episode with us where we'll talk more in depth from a team that understands their team better than we do to find out who we need to know, who we need to keep an eye on, and you know what their play style is, and then we'll do the same for them. So crossover episodes will be starting with this Big Ten schedule. Not every team, well, we'll see. We'll try to get every team. But we're going to talk about over-unders for this game this weekend. The Gophers are favored to win by 28 points. That line has moved up from 27.5 to 28, so up a half point. Now, what do I think? I think overall, the Gophers, 28's tough. 28's tough. It's a P5 school, but they have been porous, and we've been really good at pulling the overs right now. Mm, I will go with... I'll go with under. I'm going to go slightly under. I think that we'll win around 21 points, 24 points, so still by three scores, but I don't know if we can get that full four scores ahead of them. So I'm going to go with the under on that 28 line. Uh, The points total is now 48, I believe, 48. It was 47.5, but it has moved up again a half point. This team has lost by 51 points, or not, 
by 51. The total score has been 51 points for both of their first games. Uh, I do think it could get close to that again. Uh, I'll take the over for now. I'll take the over because I do think that the Gophers can put up about 30 points, 35 points. So then if you get 10, 10 to 12 in there for the other team, they're going to be right on that line. And I do think we can maybe get right over it. So I'll take the over for the points under for the spread as far as winning by 28 points. Total score, though, I do think will be around 48. Mo Ibrahim, I've set Mo Ibrahim's line to 130 rushing yards, which he has had over four in both games. So, you know what? He's proven us there twice. Let's put it there again. I think he'll be in the game more this week. I think he'll get past the first half this week. So, I think that gives him more opportunity to get over 130 yards. Yes, this defense might be better than the last two defenses we've played, which Kirk Shiraka has brought up in the press conferences this week, but I do believe Mo Ibrahim can still get over. I think this is a very porous run defense, as we've said. They gave up over 400 rushing yards last week alone, so I think Mo will get there. 130 yards, I have the over there. Uh, Will Trey Potts get over 100 yards? He has yet to do that, and you know what? I think he might this week. I think we really are going to lean on the ground game. He might get really close again. It could be like a 95 game, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think we're going to run more than we did last game in game two. I think we're going to run a lot more. I think we're going to try to keep our passing game off of the film as much as we possibly can, but we're still going to show flashes. We're still going to have basic concepts out there, so that doesn't mean we're not going to pass the ball at all. I do think we run a lot. I think Mo and Trey both get over 100 this week, and that will be an exciting time. Now, Tanner Morgan, will he have over or under 225 passing yards? Me and Tristan both went under on this last week, and we were both wrong. Uh, But we did both believe he was going to be in the mid-200s, maybe right around 215, 220, so just under. He ended up at 287, so quite a bit over and I'm going to put him at the under like I said I do think that we're going to pass a little bit less this game uh, especially heading into East Lansing next week not wanting to put a whole bunch on film as we head into one of the biggest games of the season so I think we'll be under on the passing for 225 Uh, interceptions one and a half interceptions is the line and I am going to give us the over here I do think Colorado's going to have to pass the ball a lot. Quarterback has been a struggle for them. They still have been flip-flopping on who is going to even start this game versus the Gophers. I think their quarterbacks are not very talented, don't make the greatest decisions. So I'm going to take the over on interceptions at one and a half. Now, I believe we've had one in each game so far, and I've taken the under every time on interceptions so far. So that should tell you what I really think about this passing offense we are about to face. I think they're going to have more than one and a half interceptions. I think we get at least two, maybe even three. Will the Gophers get two and a half sacks this week? You know, I think that our pressures have been pretty good, but I think we've gotten a lot of coverage sacks and haven't really got our own generated sacks. Now, typically it's something where the quarterback has to throw it out of bounds because nobody's open and there's no time or he'll run off to the right and get a yard or something like that, but actual official sacks i don't see us getting three this week i think our team is still working on completing the pressures finishing through the pressures and getting actual sacks 
and I'm not sure we get there this week. So I'm going to go under on the two and a half line. And then the final thing that we're going to talk about with over-unders before we get to our predictions is will the Gophers score more than 35 points? Now, I said I do believe the collective score will be 48 or over. So that means if I think that, that I have to have the Gophers taking the over here on 35 points, now I think it might be really close over. I think it might be 38. I think it might be uh, maybe even right at 35. 35 is a pretty good line for this, and I do think the Gophers get into the 30s when it comes to scoring but I don't know how deep into them they go. I'm going to take the over because I do think maybe this game finishes at like a 38 to 10. That sounds like a legitimate score to me right there. It's 38, 10. So that will be kind of what I take. I'll take the over and that's going to do it for us there. Let's jump into predictions and wrap this podcast up coming up next. All right, we're going to fly through these final predictions and let you get to your Friday afternoon. And then tomorrow, tomorrow's game day, starting at 2.30, we're going to be cheering the Gophers on from Huntington Bank for the third game in a row before they take the road next week at East Lansing. Now, next week's shows, they're going to be different. There's going to be a lot of analysis. There's going to be a lot of grinding. There's going to be an opponent's analyst coming in as well. We're going to have fun with next week. And next week's going to be a big-time game for the Gophers. Now, guessing the final score for this game, I'm going to stick with what I kind of mentioned in that last segment. I'm going to go with 38-10. Now, that puts us right on the points line as far as the 48, which makes it kind of a wash. But 38-10 seems legit to me, and that's where I am going to go. For the best game for the offense, you know, I really want to pick an offensive lineman here, but it's really hard to judge from an outside perspective, like to describe to you how an offensive lineman has an absolutely phenomenal game. So we'll make it easy for this game, and I'm going to go with Mo Ibrahim. It's hard not to with a run defense that has been this terrible. On the flip side, best player for the defense, I am going to run with... I got to do it. I got to go with my guy here. I think this is the Tyler Newbin game. I think this is the game where he pops off. I think he's going to have an interception in this game or a force fumble or something. He's going to have a play that generates and makes a difference for the defense. I think Tyler Newbin's going to have a special game this week, and he'll be my pick for the Gophers' best player on defense this week. What uniforms? Uh, you know what? I don't think I've seen anything announced about the uniforms yet. Uh, I think we go some combination of white and burgundy. I think we'll probably pull out... I want to say we'll pull out the yellows next week versus Michigan State, but they could do that this week and go whites next week. Gut feeling, spur of the moment, I think we go yellows this week. There it is. I'm going yellows this week for the uniforms, some sort of yellow. And then the final question of the week is how many yards does Mike Sanford's offense generate against this defense total yards for this game I think will be under 200 for the Colorado Buffs under 200 that that's generous even getting towards 200 this team has been porous I'm gonna give them real close to it though I'm gonna give them like 195 195 to right at that 200 line but I don't think it'll be much above that. That's that's what's going to happen, Mike Sanford. Sorry, but 
You're just really not that great. We're just not that into you. It's time to prove that you have been holding this team back. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. We'll talk about the game on Monday with a recap, and then we'll get to it. We'll get to it next week, breaking down the Michigan State game. It's going to be a huge week. Can't wait for you to get ready to row. This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat. Sky you, Mom. Go Gophers.